0: hey everyone and welcome to the 20 minute marketing podcast my name is liam from reach interactive and i hope you're having a fantastic day i'm really looking forward to today's episode which is number 40 of the show that's a nice number so it makes sense to give a quick shout out to everyone that's listened or been a guest on the show Thanks for allowing us to keep it going and helping us grow. I'm definitely looking forward to hitting that big 50 milestone in around 10 weeks time. And I know that we have a lot of great episodes lined up already, so I'm excited to get them out over the next few weeks. It's also fitting that we have a fantastic guest for this episode, too. We're going to be speaking with Stephen Van Vassem, who is the VP of Community at Content King, which is a real-time SEO auditing and content tracking website that offers great value to SEOs and marketers. Um, And I'm sure if you've been active on LinkedIn that you might have seen Stephen's name pop up a few times on there too. So let's get started. Hey, Stephen, how's it going?
1: Doing all right, Liam, thanks for the intro. How are you?
0: Not a problem, doing really well, thanks. Could you spend 60 seconds telling us about yourself for us, please?
1: Yes, yes, for sure. Uh, So my name is Stephen Van Vassen. You pronounce my name very, very well. You're one of the few, so uh, nice job. I've been in SEO for about 15 years. I started working in-house, then went agency side. I co-founded my own agency, and uh, that kind of led to king, which i will get into later. I love to read, write, and speak about SEO and content marketing. Uh, that's what I spend doing the majority of my, my work. Um, and I'm basically bridging the software platform we've developed to the SEO and digital marketing community. Um, so that's basically what I, what I do over content King. I live in the Netherlands. I have a, a soon to be wife and two kids and that's, uh, that's about it.
0: Awesome. Thanks for the intro. So we will be covering content King in more detail throughout the episode. But before we start, I wanted to quickly mention a few great resources on their site. So first off, Stephen and the team are frequently sharing high quality and long form blog posts, so be sure to check those out. But secondly, they have this section on their site named Academy, which is a wonderful resource center that covers SEO fundamentals for things like mobile, e-com, structured data, as well as some additional in-depth guides that answer a lot of important questions like how to deal with drops in rankings, SEO in two hours per week, content optimization and more. So be sure to check those out if you'd like to top up your knowledge, learn a few new things, or you just want some reassurance on maybe an SEO task that you're doing. With that said, we are going to get started now and talk about Content King, specifically how they've grown their monthly organic traffic from zero to 50,000 website visitors over the last two to three years. So this episode is going to mainly focus on SEO and content marketing, but I'm sure there might be other things that crop up along the way. As I mentioned in the introduction section, Content King has seen enormous growth in organic traffic and Stephen has kindly agreed to share some of the strategy behind that growth and the things that that have worked really well for them. So I think it makes sense to start at the beginning. So could you start by telling us about how Content King started and where you're at right now, Stephen?
1: Yeah, sure thing, Liam. Um, so we I, I mentioned uh, we were running a digital marketing agency from like uh, 2010 to 2015. And I was responsible for the SEO side of things, um, running the SEO team basically. And one thing we kept running into is basically uh, we were doing weekly audits for our customers, but it, w- it was nearly impossible to compare these audits. Uh, so if you do a full-on audit, you know that things are in it, uh, a Certain state at that point in time, but it can be different a couple of hours later or maybe even a couple of minutes later. Uh, so, we were looking for a way to keep track of the changes. So, that makes the whole process much more efficient if you have like a, a solid baseline on the site and you can just look at the changes since then. Uh, it saves you a lot of time and you have a, a much better grip on SEO. So, I was basically ranting to um, Vincent, my business partner, about this. And he said, Steve, uh, just give me a couple of weeks and let me put something together. And he basically came up with a proof of concept for Content King, which was very, very basic, but it worked. Uh, Right off the bat, we were saving a lot of time and we were catching issues we'd never caught before, uh, just because we were continuously checking sites for issues and changes. Um, And that kind of led us towards Deciding where we were, where we wanted to go with, uh, with the company. And we decided to transition from the agency into a SaaS business to become one of the SEO platforms. And our, our philosophy is that Google's never sleeping. They're always crawling and, and doing their thing. And they're catching issues uh, when we mess up. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So ideally, you just want to have a monitoring system in place that keeps track of your site and catches issues and changes as they happen. And by doing so, you can be alerted before the issues are actually causing issues and potential SEO disasters. So before you see that organic traffic decline, you can basically prevent that and and fix issues before they really become issues. And that's been our philosophy. And in, in terms of how do you position that within such a current crowded SEO tool space. We were basically the first to really do this. So, I mean, we're unique in in what we do, but the main challenge is to basically get people to understand what we do at this point.
0: It's awesome that you saw a need in the industry and you was able to put together a first version of what is now Content King within just a few weeks. And I agree, catching those issues before they become a problem is much easier than waiting for the inevitable, dropping rankings, and then having to backtrack and locate um, and find out what the issues were, which I'm sure is not a nice feeling for anyone. You touched on the SEO industry and how there are lots of services out there, which is definitely something that gives me a bit of a head scratch working in-house. I know that agencies often have access to all or most of those tools, but it's not always the case for smaller businesses or in-house marketers. You know, you have the well-known sites like Moz, HREFs, SEMrush, Screaming Frog, and there are lots more other sites too. So I'm interested to hear about how you've positioned Content King in the industry to compete with some of those services.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, So in in terms of how we position ourselves, most of our customers are customers with Ahrefs, Moz, and SEMrush. So we're not competing with with these platforms. We're basically adding additional insights. So for instance, if you look at uh, uh, Ahrefs, I think their their backlink index is their their best feature, and like we don't do anything in the backlink space, uh, so you'd need Ahrefs and Contaking anyway. SEMrush is pretty strong in competitive intelligence, but basically getting insight into how sites are are getting traffic. Uh, that's something Contact King doesn't do either, so it doesn't not in the way of any of these platforms. We just uh, we provide additional value based on. The, the, the change tracking and the, uh, the alerting we do. So you may schedule HMRush to do like a, a, a monthly audit, which is fine, so you'll get some results. But you want to know what happens in between those audits. There's like 30 days in between, and there's a ton of stuff happening. And if someone pushes uh, a robust text change, which says disallow slash, um, you want to know about it right now. And not in say twenty one days from now. So that's the kind of stuff we catch. And that's the kind of insights those tools don't provide. And frankly, I don't think they should provide it. It's it's outside of the scope. They're an all in one, and being an all in one is, is hard enough. So they, they should I think they should focus on the, the bigger picture.
0: Sounds good. So it's clear that you have this fantastic service that complements those all in one SEO size, but also really holds its own in terms of value too. So what type of strategy have you adopted at Content King, which has enabled you to grow at such a fast rate?
1: Content marketing plays uh, a vital role in uh, customer acquisition for us. Um, so obviously we, we have other channels as well. Uh, but uh, content marketing and SEO, let's just see them uh, as one channel, basically, for the, for the sake of ease. It's, it's very important to us. Uh, and the way we go about that is uh, we create content that's educational and that touches on the challenges people are facing. And by doing so, people come to the site, they read the content, they are triggered. And we're basically asking the right questions and including the right call to actions. So for instance, you mentioned the article, basically what to do when your your rankings drop. So that's a great example of where we can tie into Content King to say, so one of the steps you should take in this whole process is figuring out what changed recently, because it's usually uh, changes that really impact your, your ranking drops. And that's where, where Content King comes in. So creating content around the, the, the services we provide with, a, with our platform has been one of the, the main ways for us to acquire customers. And obviously, if you, if you look at the the Academy, there's a ton of articles on that. And there's plenty of topics that don't really tie into our service, but they do help us from a branding point of view. Uh, people sign up for the newsletter as well. People are talking about us. And not necessarily the service, but about the company and about our content. And then maybe a year from now, people will run into some issues and they'll know, oh, hey, these, these guys that keep popping up on my radar, I'm reading the content, subscribe to the newsletter, et cetera, et cetera. It looks like the the platform they're providing solves my issue. So let's take a look.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I know the first time I came across Content King was either via one of your long form blog posts or the SEO Academy. I'm not quite sure which one it is now, but um, I ended up bookmarking your site at the time as a resource hub, and I've regularly gone back to visit since. So that tactic is working really well. I want to stay on the topic of content marketing for a few more minutes and go back to those original statistics, which I mentioned um, about content king going from zero to 50,000 monthly organic visitors. So what are some of the things that you found work really well in your content marketing strategy? And what are some of the things that people might want to avoid?
1: Yeah, uh, great, great question. So when I look back at the way we did content marketing back in uh, 2015, 2016, and how we do it now. I think the biggest change is that we spend as much time promoting and distributing our content as we spend producing it. So before we'd have pretty good content, but only uh, a couple hundred people a month would basically be reading it. away uh, at the beginning, and that's that's a shame because if you look at it, you'll you'll get a very very poor ROI out of that, and it it just doesn't make sense to keep that up. And we started. Uh, exploring uh, the, the the content promotion and distribution process uh, more and more and reworking our process with every article that we promoted. Uh, and that really was a game changer for us because not only would people initially during the promotion phase come to the article, but during the promotion phase, the article would also gain links from other sites and it'll start to rank better and better. So the... The promotional part of content marketing serves two purposes. One, uh, it'll get you an initial peak in the amount of visitors to the site uh, and and possibly trial creations in our example. But it also kickstarts the ranking phase, basically, because Google's getting signals that your content is shit hot um, and people are pointing links to it, et cetera, et cetera. So that's basically lighting the fire that'll... Uh, start the the whole SEO process behind uh, the content. And the reason you really need this in the SEO space is because it's super competitive. There's so many people writing about SEO, it's insane. And when you come to think of it, uh, like as a relatively new company in the SEO space, you're uh, like from a content point of view, you're competing with all of the established players. So Moz, Ahrefs, SEMrush, Yoast, but don't forget, Google has a ton of resources on technical SEO subjects as well. And we're competing uh, with a lot of articles with Google themselves, and especially over the last couple of updates. Google's kind of started to uh, rank better and better. Uh, so there's little you can do about that. But the, uh, the SEO space is, is very competitive. So you need to bring your, your A game. So great content on its own isn't going to cut it. You need to have a solid promotion strategy behind it. And you need to constantly keep your eyes open uh, and, and improve your process. Look for new platforms to leverage. Build more relationships, like real relationships with real people. The adagium, like build it and they will come, does not work. Great content isn't going to get a lot of visitors either if you're operating in a space where there's a lot of competition, uh, such as the SEO space. So you really need to push it to move the needle.
0: It's clear that there's a lot of thought and planning that goes into your blog posts, which I think really separates them from sites that take the quick win approach and go for high quantity so what sort of time frame do you have in terms of building out a full post, whether that's a short couple hundred words or maybe a longer piece that goes into a little bit more depth?
1: I think the um, the, the couple hundred word posts um, take a couple hours to put together, and we mainly publish those on the blog. If you look at our academy section, I'd say that most of these articles are like two, three days of work to write. Uh, and some of the longer ones, like um, a week, 40 hours. So I, I would say that's the the kind of investment that's required to create content that's, well, that's at least as good as what's currently out there. Uh, but we're always aiming to make it better, uh, a lot better if we can. So when we're, uh, this may be interesting, uh, like from a content marketing point of view, when we're evaluating new topics, we always look at what's currently out there and whether or not we can create something that's better, create something that's, that sets us apart from the, the, the content that's currently out there. And if we think it's not possible, we'll, we'll pass on the subject. And I think that's a, a good rule to live by. A lot of content marketers are looking at creating content as a task that's in their Trello board, for instance. It's something they need to do, they need to publish it, and then it's done. But those that work like that are completely missing the point because once you publish it, the the rest of the work, 50%, uh, the other 50% is really starting. Um, and I think that's something a lot of people in content marketing aren't really getting yet. And those that won't catch on, basically, will basically go extinct because, The the competition online is only getting more intense. You need to level up. You need to keep learning and trying new things and to basically create better content.
0: Yeah, it's really insightful that you said you can spend up to a week on those long-form posts. So hopefully that emphasizes that good quality posts do take time. So we've covered content in detail now. Hopefully that gives our listeners something to think about in regards to preparation, topics and promotion. And then the next thing that I'd like to touch on is what role does SEO play when you are linking that with content and the results that you've been able to achieve? Uh,
1: It it plays an important uh, role. So SEO is essential to to, uh, the compounding effect of content marketing. So if you look at the high level, uh, we create content and we make sure it's great and all. Uh, Then we promote it. We make sure people see it and it gets some links. And that's basically when the SEO game starts because it'll start to rank and you'll gather insights in uh, Google Search Console, for instance, for the the kind of queries, the content's ranking. And that is input for future updates of the articles. So I think that's really a goldmine a lot of people don't really tap into. So for instance, uh, today, I looked at uh, updating an existing article, and I noticed that we're doing pretty good for a few dozen queries, but there's a couple of queries that have a lot of impressions that we're not ranking very well for, um, and that is input for me uh, because some of these queries can be incorporated in the, the article I uh, already wrote, uh, but uh, some of the queries don't really fit into it, but I'm seeing we have the potential to rank and I will create follow-up tasks to create new content around those queries. And I'll basically create a hub and spoke model around the main article with these related subjects. So this uh, real-world SEO data that comes flowing in after you've published content, after you've started to rank a little with your content, is essential to your, your entire SEO industry. And I think a lot of people in content marketing in SEO too are missing that point. It's a, a goldmine that you should tap into and and use. Uh, and that's also where our our service comes into action as well because we're continuously monitoring the platform and you can see when the content's been published, when it's last uh, updated, et cetera, et cetera. And oftentimes you'll find that there is new developments Uh, happening in your industry and you can update the content. You should update the content to make sure it remains relevant. And maybe you have some broken links or links to redirected pages in there. And maybe you need to tweak your title and meta description to get a better CTR in Google search results, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of value in updating and improving what you currently have. And it's low hanging fruit. And a lot of people don't realize that. But if I could uh, give one additional tip to the content marketers and SEOs out there, uh, that would be it. You're sitting on a gold mine and you need to uh, basically, yeah, look at what you're sitting on and pick out the gems and put that into follow-up actions.
0: Yeah, that's some great advice. I definitely think we're moving away from the times where sites had hundreds or thousands of short-form blog posts and more towards a high-quality but lower output approach. Um, and Search Console can definitely help with that. So thanks for all of your insights on content marketing and SEO, Stephen. We're gonna wrap up the main section right here and finish with a few fun and light hard questions to close out the episode. So as always, we're closing out the episode with a couple of quick fire and fun questions. The first question is always my favorite because we get such a diverse range of answers that vary from funny stories to disasters to inspirational stories and things like that so you never really know what you're going to get with this one so this question Stephen, is do you have any fun or memorable stories from the start of your career that you can share with us just something that jumps out at you um, and is really memorable
1: yeah for sure back in 2016 we uh, and when I see we, uh, my business partner Vince and I, we were traveling to Dublin for the Learn Inbound event. And uh, some of the speakers were, uh, that were going to be talking were uh, Rand Fishkin, Will Reynolds, and a couple of others. And we wanted to talk with Rand to get his take on what we were building. But as you can imagine, uh, at an event like that, everyone's basically just piling onto rants and taking pictures and such uh, when, when he was still in, in SEO. So we needed to do something special. So we had uh, a a custom t-shirt designed with his face on it. Uh, And it was like a cartoon style. So we went to the event and we uh, were able to have um, like a a, a moment with him. We gave him the t-shirt and we asked whether he'd be up for doing a Skype call with us so we could demo our proof of concept basically. And he did. He agreed to that. uh, And it was a lot of fun. Uh, He had good, good insights. And that's one of the, yeah, the stories we think back to when we're basically thinking about the early days of content came.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. It's cool to hear that someone so well-recognized in the industry was willing to give up their time and and share their thoughts. And I do think it highlights that if you want to get the attention of somebody high up in the marketing industry or a different field, then you do have to do something out of the box. So custom t-shirts or something like that, that's going to really grab their attention. So to finish the episode, do you have a favorite resource in content marketing or SEO or general marketing that you think our listeners would gain value from?
1: Yeah, so I've been doing SEO for a long, long time. I know where to find good SEO articles, but what's refreshing and inspirational for me is to see how pure play content marketing agencies work. Um, and I, I get valuable insights from that. Uh, and to name two examples, uh, there's animals with a Z at the end, and Content Harmony, which is an agency, it's a platform, but they put out really good content, um, and that's um, uh, that's good inspiration for me. And in, in terms of communities, uh, there's this um, uh, digital marketing community called Traffic Think Tank, ran by Nick Eubanks, Matthew Barbie, and Ian Howells, uh, which is really good. It's a it's a paid community. So everyone's pretty engaged. Uh, And there's good conversations happening there. So whenever I'm struggling with uh, something, I'll I'll turn to that community. And that's, that's proven to be very useful for me.
0: Cool. So that's three new resources that everyone can go and check out. And if you throw in the Content King blog and SEO Academy too, then you have lots of new places that you can go and visit if you need some inspiration. So we're going to close out the episode right here. Thanks for giving up your time, Stephen, and sharing some really great insights with us.
1: Great. It was my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me, Liam.
0: Not a problem. And thanks again. I'm sure that everyone will really enjoy listening to this episode. And to anyone listening in the UK, have a great bank holiday weekend and we'll be back next week with more.